about you guys. I am so incredibly excited and really uh, honored and a little nervous, if I could be real honest, uh, but mostly just, yeah, really blessed to finally be at the point where I'm ready to really land this conversation and and have this, this talk um, on my podcast. So without saying any more, I want to beautifully, beautifully introduce this episode. Um, he is an agency owner. He's a coach. He's a course creator. And whilst all those things are amazing, um, I'm incredibly grateful to be introducing to all of you, my beautiful beloved and somebody that I've been really fortunate to really meet <laughs> and not only meet, but really do life with and who's become not just a romantic partner, but really my best friend in life and in business and in all the things. And uh, you're absolutely going to hear more of him, I promise you, throughout the months and the years. Um, but before he blows up, <laughs> I'm very grateful to have him on my forum. So without further ado, the beautiful, beautiful Josh Sparks. Hi, very baby. Good. Thank <laughs> you for that lovely introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Excited to, excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to give you guys a little bit of context. Uh, obviously I started Queen's Behavior almost two years ago now. And I really started this podcast because I truly, truly believe that there's so much healing and grace in really taking these thoughts that we have out loud, you guys, and really letting them fall somewhere and allowing, if there is a chance, allowing all of our thoughts to really empower and offer value in all of our experiences. And so that was really the intention of creating Queen's Behavior. And along the way, as I know you guys have you know, had the blessing to hear, I've been able to interview some really beautiful people in their field, really good friends of mine, um, and really have a conversation with you guys um, as an individual in everything that I've gone through. Now, this episode is incredibly layered. It's incredibly personal. Um, and it's also one that I think I really wish, and I'll allow Josh to speak into it, but I really wish as a woman navigating my way through relationships and the feminine and the masculine and, and having more that I could really, you know, listen to as I was kind of going through my 20s and now coming into my 30s. So what you're going to hear from us today is going to be really the courage around, you know, moving away from, you know, something that has been really good in our lives and stepping into real greatness, not just in a relationship, but environment and, you know, our, our, our business as well. What you're going to hear is a real insight into our personal journey of meeting each other and doing life together um, and all the juicy stuff in between. So I'm going to allow Joshy to kind of speak um, <laughs> if there's anything that you want to say before we dive into it. Um, yeah, uh, I think the only thing that I really have to say is that, you know, this is definitely something I'm excited to talk about. I think that what we're going to go over in the next whatever it is, 30 minutes, an hour, um, it's been a long journey I know for each of us as individuals and as a couple and there's been a lot that we've learned both about ourselves and about relationships and I just know for myself that you know if I maybe had somebody you know because I grew up around some not so successful relationships in my life and so I never really had 
good role models or examples of, of what a healthy, thriving, beautiful, balanced, you know, just, just really genuine relationship. I never really had a great example of what that looked like. So I think that maybe some of the things that we can shed light on today will at least be a step in the right direction for anyone. You know, I know that myself in the past could have could have used something like that. So yeah, that's the that's the goal for today. Yeah, so beautiful, sweetheart. So let's just go there because I would really love for everyone just to get a real insight of you. And so if you just really wanted to just even just paint. Uh, you know, the viewers and audience, the viewers and audience, the viewers, <laughs> an idea of just the last year alone, when it comes to what you've stepped away from, you know, your new environment that you've stepped into. Um, and yeah, how, yeah. how, yeah. Yeah. So the last year has definitely been one full of changes. Um, you know, obviously moving out to Bali, living there for eight months, but um, even before then, experienced a lot of changes both within myself um, my previous relationship and then very much so within business um, so I mean where to begin obviously you know this but for everybody listening like I was in a four you know around four year long relationship prior to coming out to Bali and um, living in Sonoma County California kind of Although I wouldn't have admitted this back then, but definitely more so than I am now, kind of just like going through the motions and doing what I thought I should be doing. And while I'm very grateful and blessed to be where I am, I know that there's definitely areas in my life that maybe I was kind of settling or not really just kind of diving deeper into my fullest and true potential and my relationship although from the outside and in many ways was it was a you know it was a beautiful relationship in its own ways right but regardless of that there was definitely many ways in which i felt like i was settling and and that applied to that relationship that applied to business that applied to my own personal goals so the last year has really been me trying to shift away from that whole I guess just not necessarily just a mindset but just the whole way of you know settling or um, just not reaching my truest potential right so the last year has been me kind of doing the the whole entrepreneurial you know jump off the cliff and, and build a plane as you're falling type of thing and trusting in my intuition and my gut and doing things very spur of the moment spontaneous like what a lot would call huge risks and you know even to some degree and this is something that i'm not necessarily super proud of but to some degree even burning bridges in a way um because of my i guess my desire to find like what am I really here to do and achieve and live and and even teach in some way so yeah it was a long roundabout answer mm -hmm. but the the last year has really been just about kind of rediscovering myself and mm -hmm. and setting new limits well not setting new limits but breaking through limits and setting new goals yeah yeah I think there's real power in just talking about like really getting uncomfortable yeah. You know, and 
I think whilst you've been in your experience and everyone can hear that, Julie, on the other side of that, you know, in the last year, I've been in my own experience of really just like letting a lot of things strip away and much like you, baby, letting go of like what actually looked and felt really good mm-hmm. and trusting that it was okay, not from a place of uh, ego or um, from a place of ignorance or arrogance, but it's okay to want great. And to have great really does come from, in my experience, failing forward, Mm -hmm. letting go of things that it feels really uncomfortable because sometimes there wasn't overly these big reasons, right? Um, Whether it is, you know, and as I said to you guys today, this conversation is incredibly layered because I feel Josh and I both in the last year and a lot of you I'm sure can relate in personal, in business, in relationships, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? And so, you know, really stepping out of that comfort zone in your business, in relationships and your environment, sweetheart, in like getting really uncomfortable again and almost like starting over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely, without a doubt, in business, like it's it's very, very applicable. Just like you have to, I say in business because I feel like that's one without a doubt that everybody can relate to in a way. Even if you're working a nine to five job or, or whatever it is that you're doing, if you're going to school still, um, Whatever it is you're doing, if you're trying to get to the next level of anything, it's going to require getting out of your comfort zone. And getting out of your comfort zone is, is, is like a term, I think, that these days is maybe getting thrown around even a little bit more loosely than, than we truly understand um, on, a, on a deeper level. But getting out of your comfort zone sucks. And that's <laughs> the beautiful thing about it is that it will never not suck. Yeah. And no matter how much you practice that muscle or the practice of getting out of your comfort zone, it's still going to suck. Um, it, there's still going to be pain there. There's still going to be hurt. It's still going to be incredibly uncomfortable, right? That's the whole point of it. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that, that I've tried to, to get better at in like the last year and in, in all the different areas of my life. But um, if I look back at my achievements and while I definitely have nowhere near accomplished all of my goals I definitely have to give myself credit I've achieved some great stuff and you being one of them is is a direct just it's a direct feedback not direct feedback but it's uh, direct proof that Mm. getting out of your comfort zone is the key to Mm. like any sort of success in anything Yeah. yeah that's beautiful So I want to really kind of start off with some questions because we know you and me and we can just like literally speak for hours and like go from here, there and everywhere. So I I really, I want to ask you here, sweetheart, what, what was it like for you to navigate? And I know that this was more felt in the aftermath of it. Yeah. But what was it like for you to really go through? What can people get from you in terms of giving yourself grace and letting go so that you can welcome in new things. How was that experience for you? Um, it's difficult. It is difficult. Um, and I think for, for many people listening or everybody, they can probably resonate that it's, again, it's not easy. Um, you know, I definitely, I care about people. I care about everybody that's been in my life. Um, and any time where a decision needs to be made where somebody is going to experience pain or hurt, it's really incredibly difficult to make that decision. And for me, like, I'm 
better at making a decision that's going to cause myself pain than I am at making a decision that's going to cause somebody else pain. And I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. It's it's often easier to kind of endure pain yourself than it is to inflict pain on somebody else. And that's probably one reason why so many people are in relationships or in a business or in a job or living in a city that they don't want to live in or whatever it is. They're, you know, a lot of times we're more focused on protecting other people than we are about, you know, achieving our highest level of happiness or success or, or anything. So... Um, it's difficult, you know, it was definitely difficult to have the courage to move out of, you know, what I was in, both in my relationship, but also the, you know, where I was living physically. Um, and I just want to take you there for a second. Yeah. Like you did this in a time where COVID was super real, yeah. you know, you left California and kind of upped and rooted to Bali. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously I know, I know much of your story, but I think there is a blessing, Josh, in sharing with people like a lot of your decision didn't really come from an like a massive plan in place. Yeah. And whilst that was a little scary, I think there was um, some incredible benefits to that as well. For sure. Yeah, incredibly scary. And it was almost like the universe in a way was like trying to, you know, one could look at it like it was trying to stop me from doing what I did. But another could look at the universe kind of testing me to see how badly I really wanted it. And that's the way I chose to look at it. So I had planned to go to Bali for a year and then COVID hit. So obviously I didn't go. Um, 2020 came around, I think. And um, I had booked a flight for like January 5th. And then on the 29th of December, I found out that the borders to Indonesia were closing and that I literally had less than 48 hours to get to Indonesia. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to get in for it said two weeks, but I knew that that two weeks would have turned into like three months. So I literally, in being three hours away from the airport, still needing a COVID test and not having a flight or anything like that, not having um, accommodation planned for those couple nights, like literally had maybe an hour to really make a decision, if that. And so within 20 minutes, made the decision to buy another flight to figure out how to get the whole COVID test so that I could actually get on the flight. Um, yeah, and then less than, you know, 72 hours later, being in in Indonesia, uh, quarantined in, in Jakarta for a few days. But that, that entire decision right there, because to be honest with you, like there was, you know, like I said, I had 20 minutes in the first 10 minutes of that decision, I was convinced that I wasn't going to go. Yeah. And, you know, I looked at the different circumstances that were being thrown at me and I took those as, again, like reasons or um, signs that maybe I shouldn't go or that the timing wasn't right for me. And looking back now, the, that thought is incredibly silly to me. It's like, duh, I was mm. meant to come here. Duh, I was meant to go. Um but at that current moment, it definitely was super scary, you know? I mean, I had 20 minutes to pack a bag for a month. Um, and yeah, so there was there was a, a lot at risk there. And um, definitely, without a doubt, did not have full confidence, full um, trust that I was making the right decision. In that moment, there was definitely a lot of fear, a lot of doubt that was coming up. But again, looking back now, it's like a clear, obvious duh to yeah. me that I should have went and did that yeah and you know i i find for me anyway in my experiences like a lot of life-changing things that have really gifted me a lot of joy and love and 
to some degree happiness have really come in that like milli milli millisecond moment of just like making a decision yeah and so now that you shared that and obviously we'll peel a lot more layers in this episode but from making that decision can you now share a little bit what has come from that <laughs> yeah i mean you are first and foremost like i think we talk about this every day at least once a day at this point like we are incredibly similar in all the most beautiful ways we are like direct mirrors of each other um and yeah just like i can really see how you and i just like we are are meant we were meant to find each other at the time we did not any sooner not any later um and we're meant to do this journey through life together and so that's the that's the obviously the biggest thing like i've told you like you're the reason why i came to bali i came to bali to find you without mm -hmm. knowing it of course um and if you would have asked me when i left i wouldn't have said that right I didn't even know at that point um but yeah so that's first and foremost like that's the definitely without a doubt mm -hmm. the biggest thing that i got from it yeah yeah i definitely feel um you know we really set an intention for you guys before recording this because josh and i have been together now seven months it literally feels like seven years yeah and then some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, just being that this is my podcast, I really just want to offer. I know you know I've been very open about this in this season, but I really just want to take things back a little bit so that you guys can really understand that it isn't always about grass is greener on the other side, but it really is about trusting those nudges mm -hmm. when your soul, you guys, know that maybe there is something more aligned, beautiful for you out there yeah. it's important to listen yeah um and so i'm really grateful sweetheart that you've shared all of that and now that you have i just i really whilst josh was going through this you know in my own life you guys i was actually going through a divorce <laughs> and you know one that didn't come easy and it was definitely a really hard decision to make and one still to this day and one thing that both josh and i hold a lot of value around is integrity and we both have real big hearts and um i still to this day am so grateful for every single day moment journey and chapter that i've had in my life and if i would if i could sit here november of 2021 and be real honest with you guys there was no thought in my mind that you know this year coming it to the end of the year and a new christmas where i thought i would be outside of bali in europe in a new partnership and i think sometimes there can be a real unfortunate painting of the, that picture of you get out of a relationship and you get into another one and so for me personally it isn't something that i was expecting you weren't something I was expecting, but I really want to speak into why it's so important, you guys, regardless of being in relationships, in it or on your own, why it is absolutely a non-negotiable to make sure that you're always doing the work on self and you're never letting go of your identity inside of any relationship, whether it is with your family, your best friends, your partner, your colleagues, whatever it is. And so I really want to speak about that for a moment because if I could really sit here as the woman I am today and I look at my beautiful, beautiful, beloved man who I'm literally sitting next to right now, we're doing this together. There's a part of me that truly knows that 
I'm only here with you because of what I believed I was worthy of. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is really important to speak about because I think there would be so much more happiness and happiness is defined in many different ways to, to all of us as individuals, but there would be so much more happiness, you guys, if we were willing to believe that we can do, have, and be it all. You know, and so for me, coming out of a seven-year relationship, being in my 20s, being young, making decisions around what I thought I wanted as opposed to, well, what do I, Tal, want? Not what my family wants for me, not what my friends want for me. And in the process, almost going through that hurt and pain and knowing that it's not just about you coming out of that chapter, but recognizing that we're better for it. We're loving people more around us when we're living our truth and our alignment. And that is definitely something that I've experienced yeah. Uh, so, you know, you come to Bali, you know, and within, what was it, two and a half months? You come to Bali within two and a half months. You know, I definitely wasn't looking for a long-term relationship. That is for damn sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, our story's wild, you know? So I, I would love for you to share a little bit of our story if you're open to it. A story, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see, where to even begin? <laughs> All the details, the juicy stuff. All of it. All right. Okay. So I'm let me try and keep this quick because unless you were there, it might not it might not sound as magical as it really was. But um, we went to a event for our gym. A friend of mine, um, who is a friend of your friend, mm-hmm. um, essentially tried to kind of connect us. And at that time, I was talking to somebody else, so I was obviously being respectful of that. Um, not wanting to um, put myself in a situation that isn't ideal, right? So right. Um, neglected, not neglected, but decided to not talk to you that moment, <laughs> right? Um, and then what happened? We went to a mutual friend's dinner party where, again, we uh, saw each other. Um, I was still talking to somebody else in that moment. So again, I decided to um, stay away from you (laughs) because I could tell that there was a connection there without even ever having a single conversation with you yet. I just knew that you and I would hit it off. I really did. And so because I was talking to somebody else, I said, you know, it's a bad idea for me to go talk to her. I don't want to do that, right? So. I decided to not talk to you and you know you being the beautiful <laughs> ambitious you know person you are you decided to not take that for an answer and come up to me and ask me why am I not talking to you <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just insert this part obviously not not take it for an answer you guys I don't want you to hear that for what it is but I definitely was like my my like insecurity came up a little bit where you know for those of you that know me in person and for many of you that don't but I'm definitely a very open person and I talk to everyone and I love everyone very deeply and we were at a mutual friends party where we kind of knew everyone and there was this one guy black t-shirt black shorts snapback hat and like literally saw him walking in and you know real talk you guys whether you believe this or not my entire soul was gravitated to Josh from the moment I saw you Mm. and I was real offended (laughs) I was like why does this guy not want to talk to me Uh, so yeah yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so moving forward, you came up to me and you're like, I feel like you're, um, what'd you say? I feel like you're kind of avoiding me or something like that. And um, I quickly told you, I said, hey, you know what? I know and I could tell that you're an amazing person and you we're going to hit it off. We're going to connect. Yeah. But I'm in a relationship with somebody. I'm talking to somebody. So, you know, I just want to be respectful of that. Totally. Um, and then which I which was super respected yeah and then and then you know you did also typical Tao fashion and you kind of made me unpack that with you even though we're complete strangers in this <laughs> moment um, you know and then I came to, to tell you that what was it you know I told you that the relate the it wasn't even really a relationship but whatever it was um, you know I told you that I was learning a lot about myself in that situation that there were things about myself i.e. like taking things too personally um or knowing how to deal with somebody that had a, a lot of insecurity and trust issues was you know i was pretty much being honest and open about the fact that like i was in a way using that relationship as a, as a learning experience obviously i was invested into it otherwise i wouldn't have been in it um, but there were things if I was going to be honest with myself back then that I wasn't very happy with but then I was also being aware just self-aware of like things that I could be doing better in that moment and you just straight up told me that like I deserved better than that and you kind of called me out on like why are you why are you putting up with something like that when you know you don't need to be doing that like you don't need to be learning some of these things about yourself like you already are aware of that and there's other ways that you can kind of learn about those things is that the conversation is that pre yeah. that's pretty much how it went right yeah, yeah. so yeah. that conversation lasted maybe five ten minutes and then we both went our separate ways and then I'm sure we both left thinking like what the hell was that about totally. right and there was a real surrender after that I know for me personally like I was definitely connected to you in a way where it's not my typical fashion we didn't exchange numbers we didn't do anything yeah um, yeah and so yeah. just to fast it along for everyone, you yeah. know, literally a day later, we bumped into to each other at the gym. Yeah. Once made a couple again, jokes. Made a couple jokes. Once again at the gym while yeah. I was in this ice bath with a yeah. big goonie towel on my head. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, about three days later after me meeting the original time at the, at the mutual friends dinner, I ended up cutting it off with the, the previous relationship. Um, largely because that conversation with you really opened my mind and not just like not just the fact that you called me out on like a blind spot of mine right which I really appreciated but I also just like that 10 minute conversation just kind of blew me away and I just was like that's what I want like that's that's what I had been searching for ever since before leaving Bali or yeah. before even leaving to come to Bali and so that conversation like really snapped me out of whatever trance I was in before in the previous relationship. And um, so, yeah, three days later, ended up breaking it off with, with that person and then just apparently did a really good job of manifesting meeting you again because literally that night I was on my way to dinner and, you know, back in Bali, I had two, at that point in my life, at, at that, during that time period in Bali, like I had two go-tos that I always went to <laughs> for dinner, um, La Brisa and La Vela. And, you know, I thought to myself, as I'm riding on the motorbike, I literally thought to myself, you know, I don't remember, I think it was a Thursday night, if I'm correct, maybe, maybe Wednesday. Um, and I thought to myself, 
if Tal is out <laughs> and getting dinner tonight, is she more likely to be at Labriza or Lavella? And as I'm driving to Labriza, I decided to take a left-hand turn and go to Lavella. And I'm sitting there at the bar. I see her friend Nicole walk up. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to go sit behind Nicole and wait to see because I said to myself, either Nicole's meeting a guy here or she's mm -hmm. meeting Tal here. And sure enough, I'm sending my friend Ryan, shout out Ryan, <laughs> sending him a video of Lavella's beach view, telling him to, to come visit me. And in that video, walks up Tal in typical Tal fashion, singing <laughs> or dancing or something. <laughs> And uh, yeah, fast forward, you know, we ended up spending three hours there in a cabana just talking, probably even like four hours, who even knows? That mm -hmm. was a, it was a long dinner night, but um, yeah, an amazing night. And it's just crazy to think about like how quickly I was able to manifest that into happening. Yeah. I truly believe I'm responsible for that. I right absolutely, way. and I want to, I really want to go there. Like the reason why... You know, this is, as I said, you guys, raw, unplugged, the timing is the timing. We really want to share this with you guys because it has, there is so much uh, reason and value to it, which is where I want to take you, sweetheart, around Lake. Now in all of that and sharing our journey, seven months later, here we are. And I would say the biggest thing about our relationship is really holding each other to our truths. You know, we have a lot of passion in our relationship, in love, but also equally in uh in the moments that we really call each other out and we learn and we grow. And for me personally, has literally been a first as, as a, you know, a woman who's always been very driven, very independent, um, and coming into a season of really dropping into her femininity, I think has been a real joy to have that balance. So on the back end of everything you said, I really want you to speak powerfully because to all of our beautiful Bali crew that we love so deeply, that have experienced us in real life, that we really feel, and I say this humbly, have almost elevated them in what they know they're worthy of in what they're looking for in a relationship. Yeah. You know, I know you've shared this with a couple of my girlfriends and some of your guy friends around like the power of really making a list. And I don't want that to sound surface, but I really want you doing life with you behind closed doors for seven months. You are a real uh, stickler to believing in, you know, getting clear on what you want and getting yeah. specific. And so I want you to share with everyone what you shared with me. I don't think it was right away, but maybe a couple of months in around what you knew you were looking for. Yeah. All right. Well, let me just preface that by saying I am a, a very strong believer in that the universe is a mirror. And what I mean by that is what you focus on is what you will attract, whether you focus on what you don't want or what you do want. And so what many of us and what I've been guilty of in the past and even still in the present in some ways is focusing on what I don't like about my life or what I don't like about my relationship or what I don't like about my body or my business or whatever it is, right? Um, and so a big practice of mine has, has been focusing more on what I do want and, you know, that's something that I've been working on for a while. And six, seven, eight years ago, when I wrote down my list of an, of an ideal partner, um, that was kind of me putting that practice to work. Um, yeah, I just, I think there's so much power in speaking what you want, speaking and writing what you want into existence, whether it's your relationship, your business, your, your personal fitness, health goals, whatever it is. Um, just getting very clear on that because 
you know, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation in itself, but I think that just really due to the way society is, is built, like so many of us are um, stuck in the habit. It's, it really is a habit. It's what it comes down to. It's a habit of focusing on the negative, right? Um, even just looking at like the education system, like you get, you know, penalized for making mistakes or the focus is on what you do wrong, not necessarily on what you do right, mm. right? Or as a kid, your, your parents typically, at least in my experience, and I've seen it, um, typically parents do a really good job of focusing on the mistakes that a child makes and not enough attention on celebrating the wins or the positives, right? Um, and so naturally when you grow up in an environment like that, that's a habit and it's a, it's a, it's a thing that we take on, right? That whole, um, just focusing on the negative, focusing on what you don't want. And again, when you focus on what you don't want, you're going to attract it, even though you don't want it because you're focusing on it. Right. So tried to do a much better job of that in my life, just focusing on what I do want. And that's a form of that. Just writing a list of what exactly you want to attract you know i do this with business i do this with every area of my life and relationships without a doubt are one of the most impactful areas of your life because if your relationships aren't serving you it doesn't matter what other habits or what other areas of your life are thriving your relationships you know you've heard that you're the average of the five people you hang out with most if your relationships aren't thriving every other every other area of your life can be thriving but it will hurt um, if your relationships aren't on the same level. So yeah. um, I do believe that there's great power in being very, very clear on who you're trying to attract in your life. And that's not just for romantic relationships. That can go for business relationships and client relationships mm-hmm. and friendships, friendships mm-hmm. as well. Like um, just being very, very specific. I haven't gone as far to writing a list for like my ideal friends, <laughs> but I have a very clear image of that in my head. Like, I'm very aware of the way people speak and their their personalities and their attitudes. And um, if I find myself around somebody who maybe doesn't share the same values as me when it comes to mindsets and beliefs and just um, patterns and the way that they speak and behave and act, um, I typically will, you know, whether it's consciously or even subconsciously, kind of distance from them. Um, and I don't view my romantic relationships any differently. I think this is the most important relationship for us to be picky about and develop and and spend time and energy working on because we're around each other a lot a lot a lot you know so like if 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 i don't share the same values with you or if if you're you know if you're just not a good match for me in that way it's going to be detrimental to to me and my health and vice versa right so I think that um, it's very, very, very important to be very specific. So when I came to write my list, and this is, you know, like I said, seven, eight years ago at this point, I don't even remember, but um, I wrote down everything that I can think of, you know, down to the tiny details that, you know, uh, you know, if you didn't have, I probably wouldn't care, but I wrote them down anyways, right? And you ended up having them all anyways. (laughs) Um, The one thing is the cooking, and we're working on that, you know? We actually just made our third meal together the other night, and we're getting better <laughs> at it. So it's definitely, know. definitely not something I can get behind or proud of as a feminine. You know, it's yeah. but you know that's that's the beauty, right? Of yeah. like 
surrendering to what we think ideally the feminine the masculine should be and then you know one thing i really love about you sweetheart is like acknowledging that like the areas that i don't have you kind of pick up and vice versa and also you know that's a real cool thing that you just said you know It's, it's like a nice transition baby around like accepting you know whilst you can make a specific list whilst you know what isn't good for you knowing when to accept as well where there is growth and I want to talk about that with you because in the time that I've been with you, I have seen that when there is a willingness um, and a desire, uh, that there is room for it. But there has to be a willingness and a desire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is possible, but I just don't think this is possible. But maybe there's a relationship out there where like they just don't ever disagree on anything and everything is rainbows and sunshines 100% of the time. And mm. um maybe maybe that's possible i find it hard to believe um you know because we are as similar as two people of the opposite sex could be and of course we still we still have our our disagreements and and our differences so um yeah i don't think that i don't think that the goal is to find somebody that you don't ever argue with or that Mm. you don't ever have differences with or disagree with i don't think that's the goal i think the goal is to find somebody that you want to work that stuff through with um, or want to work through that stuff with rather so Mm. um, that's powerful you know much like every other couple out there in my past relationships of course disagreements arguments issues problems right Um, and although I think I've done a good job in the past of of handling those situations um, there wasn't always like a burning desire to handle those situations there wasn't always um yeah I, I guess that's the best way to put it there wasn't always a desire to fix any of those problems um not always right so i think that one thing that is beautiful about this relationship that we're in now is like of, of course again there's there's disagreements there's differences there's arguments even so the the difference is though is that like we can look each other in the eyes during and, and after an argument and just know that without a doubt we are willing to work through whatever it is. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I And it's just real quick, it's much easier said than done. Like I think the challenge is accomplishing that in the moment. Yeah. Right? Cuz it's very easy outside of that moment to be like, "Hey, I love you so much and you know, we'll work through whatever comes up. The difficult part, the difficult challenge is like in that moment, in the heat of the moment, like right when that disagreement or the uncomfortableness arises, like in that moment to be aware of the desired outcome on both on both partners. And, um, you know, it's a work in progress. I mean, what we've been at it for seven months now. So I think that like the tools and the um you know just like the the practices that we've been able to implement with each other in those difficult moments considering the short amount of time because it really is it is kind of short right seven Mm -hmm. months is is not super Mm -hmm. long right Mm -hmm. um what we've been able to kind of build with each other through that is is really incredibly beautiful and powerful um and yeah i think that that's it's just it's essential it's essential for sure you know, just doing this podcast and having this conversation arguably is a testament to whilst a short period of time, like you said, is a real testament to the belief and the willingness 
that I know we both have. And so I really just, I think a lot of the center of relationships that I wish I heard a lot more about growing up as a young woman is a, is a byproduct of the environments that we're exposed to. Yeah. And so for, you know, for you guys as our, you know, as the audience, Josh and I, whilst we're incredibly similar as individuals, the environments that we're exposed to in relationships were, couldn't be more polar opposites. Mm, yeah. We had a total polar opposite upbringing. Um, you know, I definitely resonate a lot with your upbringing now in my own experiences. And yet, you know, my own parents have been together 26 plus years. Mm -hmm. It's wild. You know, they've been the epitome of, of love. And yet I've learned so much from that around it really does take passion and it really does take a level of communication and desire to keep a relationship alive. And something you and I talk about a lot is like not going through the motions and always evolving and growing together. Yeah. And here you are on the other end where you've had, you know, incredible, incredible um, family members, parents in your life. And it's been the total opposite. Yeah. No less or more around love, uh, but it's it's wild. And if you guys are listening, maybe you are with your partner right now or you desire somebody that is much like you, but they might be like Joshua and I where they have totally different upbringings. And so I just want to speak into that because it, it, it can work. It does work. Um, what are your thoughts around that, baby? Around having different upbringings mm -hmm. and examples and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not just in relationships. It's in everything. It's like, um, you know, we could have had way different upbringings around, like, what to eat. Yet we <laughs> both come to the same sort of conclusion on how we like to eat and how we like to treat our bodies, you know, so... Um, I think as individuals, w we've done a really good job, or at least you know I can speak for us, that we've done a really good job of s taking the environment that we grew up in and then kind of taking what we want from that and implementing that into our own lives and then also being aware of what we didn't want from it and trying to not allow that into our lives. So I think as individuals, we've done a really good job of that. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, I mean, I'm a huge believer in that like the first seven years of your life when your brain is like developing, those are some of the most impactful years of your life. So whatever was going on in your home, right, with your parents or your siblings or school or totally. whatever is going to play a huge part in your belief system, in um, your, your personality, your behavior. Um, and so, yeah, definitely didn't necessarily i didn't have the same sort of you know true love happiness happy marriage stories yours like my parents were never even officially together i don't think um or at least not for very long maybe a couple months and um i've seen my mom get married and divorced twice to the same guy um and then now now actually i think she's with her current husband for 13 years now she just said the other day beautiful. right so yeah um yeah it's been it's been fun to watch that transition that journey has been beautiful but um yeah it's 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 fun i think it's it's it's, it's fun and it's also a reminder and this is just from from my experience anyway that whilst our environment does play a role in what we see, it's important that we all remember that like we are still our own person yeah. and we still have the choices to be able to 
create our own identity around what our desires are. There are a lot of areas in a relationship that I watched in my parents, love you mom, love you dad, so, so much. And yet I feel incredibly polar opposite around. And I think it's safe to be able to, if you guys find that in your own lives, in your own relationships, to know that if something doesn't feel quite aligned to you in what you grew up or what you saw, change it, be willing to shift it and figure it out and what works for you. Um, I can honestly say that from what I saw of my parents, you know, I definitely, it was a path I took and I went down that road and it was definitely something for me not to say that I don't believe in a forever in us, but we know you and I've had many conversations around even what that gets to look like. And that's just a whole peeling of the onion in itself, you know? So I hope you guys are getting a lot of value in this. And I know that love relationships the dynamics of them it's very individual to every single couple yeah and i have learned so so much from my friends my family my life and many many women and men that i look up to whether it is in the entrepreneurial space um, that i get a lot of value out of so i want to switch gears a little bit as we kind of come towards the end of our time I want to go here. You know, I know that like a lot of our friends and, you know, maybe family, you know, also listen to this podcast. But one thing that has absolutely done a 180 for me in this relationship with you is this real um, deeper level of intimacy. Mm. I want to talk to you. (laughs) I want to talk to you about it. (laughs) Um, So I just in my experience as a woman, as a feminine, I think. It is a lot easier to give our hearts in a way and yet it is also a lot harder in the same sense to really open up for me personally um, on a real physical, physical level and really let in what I truly believe is in, is an energy, is a frequency in some way. And yeah. I think what has been really powerful for us is this real deeper level, not just you know, I say that, you know, in the SEX area and in the intimacy area and in the physicality of it, but also just on a real soul level. Yeah. Do you want to speak about that a little bit? Yeah. Do we have to spell out sex every time? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to begin. I think that. Um, let me think. <laughs> give, me, give me a specific question and then, and then yeah. let me. I guess what your experience has been like in the area of sex since we've been together in the last seven months, how has that unraveled for you as a masculine? Yeah. Never, not like anything ever before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's been really beautiful. I've definitely, I've shared a lot of firsts with you, like crying during sex oh, more than once now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a whole deeper level of, of love and intimacy that I've ever experienced before. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, I think that just like every other area of a relationship outside of sex, I think it's a really great opportunity to really just discover yourself Mm -hmm. and sex and intimacy is no different, right? Um, there's been so much personal and self-discovery through our sex life and, um, what, yeah, it's been, I'd love to uh, hear like, what has surprised you? What's you know, from your 27 years of living and maybe arguably 15, 16 of that, you know, coming into yourself, you know, in, 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 you know, manhood, you know, but what in the last seven months has surprised you when it comes to sex and intimacy? Yeah. All right. We're going to go there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. 
Um, I think that the biggest thing that I've learned, that's not necessarily a surprise, but the biggest thing I've learned is like, and we've, we've tapped into this a little bit, like re-listening to the way of the superior man book, but, um, just really like how much of a role the masculine and the feminine sort of energies play a part both inside and outside of sex, but specifically in sex. Like I just have been much more aware of where my body wants to be in Mm -hmm. relation to like whether I'm in my masculine or in my feminine during Mm -hmm. sex, you know? So, um, I think that, you know, in the, in the last seven, seven months has been a really great journey for me. You know, I'm just going to put it out there and say, it. like, I haven't even it, masturbated in mm-hmm. over seven months now mm-hmm. since being with you, um, which isn't something that I could have said in the past, you yeah. know, um, That's really and it's really, really amazing. Like, yeah. I don't ever, I just want to take a minute as somebody that obviously does life with you. Yeah. We've had many conversations around this and also what we've known in the past of men, of women even. Yeah. It's real powerful, sweetheart, for for people, I believe, for people to hear that because, you know, um, you've yeah. told me your views around men and, you know, masturbation and your experiences in the past. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for any guy to hear that there isn't, it's not a desire because there is a lack of desire when it comes to sexual drive. Yeah. But you've really harnessed something in seven months of um, fulfillment in some way. Yeah. So, you know, for yeah. this is, you know, more for the, for the men that are really listening, you know, if you want to unpeel that a little. I think that... Um as a man, I just think it's so important. I mean, as a female too, but um, I think I think for the most part, I think females are already a little bit, just a little bit more protective of who they let into their space, into right. their body. Right. Right. And men are a little bit more so like, ah, fuck it. Let me just put this wherever I can. Totally. Right. Um, and it's dangerous. Like. Obviously, there's the, the, the dangers of pregnancy or mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the pure, like, energetic level dangers of, of just intermingling with Energy. energies and people that you probably shouldn't be, totally. right? Or in ways that you shouldn't be. Um, and so it's something that I've definitely tried to implement more awareness around in the last few years of my life. Um, but definitely in the last eight months, you know, just like... Um, having more awareness around, um, I think there's a term for it. It's even like conscious coming mm-hmm. is a term for it. And so, you know, obviously first and foremost, that pertains to like who your sexual partners are, but then also like your habits outside of actually having sex. So like masturbation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, I, I think that, and this is a whole nother conversation. We could literally do a whole podcast on sex, <laughs> but, um, you know, then there's the whole, like, sort of, not not even necessarily premature ejaculation, but just ejaculating just because that's the goal, totally. right? Um, and, you know, it's, that's one of those things, especially as a man, it's, like, easier said than done. Yeah. But yep. um, just being, like, a little bit more aware of your body and understanding that sex isn't just about coming. It's not about ejaculating. It's not about that. Um, On a scientific, evolutional, natural level, it is, right? Like, that's the whole point of sex for us, 
biologically is so that we can mate and reproduce and make more humans so that we could overpopulate the planet. Mm -hmm. But um, like on a soul level, it's so much more than that. Totally. Right? So just, just bringing more awareness to that. And I think that that's definitely something that requires the right partner. It yeah. requires the right relationship to be able to even explore that. Because I know in our early days when I spoke to you about like wanting to practice semen retention mm -hmm. and I was that, real shocked like surprise yeah. like what what the yeah. you know and what for why totally, what does that mean totally what does that look like making it about me feeling a little insecure around that and like yeah you know and even right now you guys like us having this conversation I, I can definitely say you know we do a real good job at always fueling our minds by how we want to continue to evolve, not just individually, but in our relationship. And so this is a real open, beautiful conversation that we're having. Um, and I would definitely just want to add to that. It doesn't just happen. You know, what you've just shared is it doesn't just happen. You don't just stop masturbating and then seven months goes by. So I, I would love for you guys to hear from us. I think to that level, when you hear your man say that and it isn't just about you because I'm right there with you, sweetheart, you know, I'm the same, you know, equally and individually not touching ourselves, but feeling very fulfilled within each other. It isn't just about and hasn't just been about the sex for us. It's It's been deeper than that. And I want to speak to into that a lot because for us, sometimes it really is just like eye gazing. Sometimes it's just taking a moment to drop in and telling your partner that you really love them. You really see them. I think we do a really beautiful job at that. So I want to throw that to you. Like, what do you think some practices have been that over the last seven months as a man have really helped you in not feeling the pull to just like tug it for a lack of better words? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny. I don't think we've ever even actually talked about this, what I'm about to say, but I think you've probably noticed it. Whenever we have a very deep conversation, like a deep conversation where even sometimes there's a little bit of pain or like tears mm -hmm. or anything like that like I get horny you know like I get in I get in tune with that and I think what that means is that there's just something to be said about emotions yeah. and un unraveling each other and being vulnerable like like I said tears to the point where you know you're just 1000% transparent and vulnerable with each other and accepting each other as is. Yeah. Darkness and all, right? Um, and I've just, I've been aware of like when that happens, I just, I feel that physical pull and that love even more because it is so much more than the physical attraction and all that, right? There's just so much more to it. Um, so practices, I would say are just communicating more yeah you know like having more open honest vulnerable transparent sometimes painful just uncomfortable conversations you know um, I would say that that's that's the first thing first and foremost you know for for anyone listening that's like in a four-year five-year ten-year 15-year long relationship where maybe some of that initial physical stuff has died down I think that the best way because I've been in longer relationships in the past too and so I'm not just speaking from theory like mm -hmm. I definitely know that conversations and openness can help 
activate some of that yeah. again, right? Um, yeah, I think that that's the, the first thing. And then, of course, there's just like, you know, alongside that, communicating about your desires yeah. and what you want, yeah. right? Um, which isn't always an easy thing to do. And sometimes we have guilt or shame around that, like asking for what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's important. And that's just another level, again, of being vulnerable. You know? yeah. yeah. I've really found that, you know, and again, you've said it so beautifully, like, yes, we've been together for seven months and we're going to continue to learn along the way. And yet we have many experiences and things we've learned from our previous um, situations. But one thing I really find really helps in maybe this will relate to you guys is to never ever stop being open and vulnerable and real and transparent with yourself yeah i think one thing that i have really found with you josh and continues to really crack my heart open particularly for the feminine that makes a woman feel safe is to not feel like i can't go there and yet sometimes we put that mirror on our partner. You might put that mirror on your partner right now, but in actual fact, you guys, it starts with you. It really starts with you. Um, you, you, you might be mirroring right now where I don't feel like my partner sees me, understands me, gets me, or I can't go there, I can't get there. And yet I would ask you to take a moment and self-inquire and say, where am I doing that for myself? Yeah. You know, and that's something that definitely I think Definitely not close to mastering, but something I have found you've inspired me on, especially as a masculine. You are super open and um, vulnerable. And I think that it is challenging for men in society, more than women, that that is kind of frowned upon and that's kind of seen as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, Yet I think there is a lot of healing and commitment and longevity in a partnership when a man can do that as well as a woman. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's been a key to us getting to where we're at, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really seeing somebody for what they are, even if you want to smack them across the head sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've spoken a lot. I would love, you know, we're seven months in. We're literally sitting in an apartment in Portugal. Yeah. Hot one. Hot one. Yeah, Hot. Needs <laughs> we've been on the road for a month you know kind of traveling europe and yeah. much of our relationship has been really based in bali i want to leave this with you guys and i'll allow josh to kind of close it out what's the biggest thing sweetheart that you think in your lessons in your learnings in your failures and in your wins in a relationship you think you'd like to leave everyone with um I think much like I said in the beginning, the universe is a mirror, right? So think of it sort of like a boomerang even. What you throw out is what you will get back in. Um, And so whether you're talking about love or friendships or business or health, whatever it is, like just be really just focused on yourself. Like that's how we both got here Yeah, is by – just obsessing over us as individuals and you know if you take on the whole practice of writing down a list of what you're trying to attract into your life begin to think about that person and then begin to think of like what type of person is that person going to be attracted to so it's not so much focusing on I want this I want this I want this and that 
it's okay yeah this is what i want but what does that person want mm. so who do i need to become in order to attract that person so good and then just become obsessed with becoming that version of yourself and and inevitably you will attract exactly what you're looking for but i knew i was like i want a high caliber woman i want somebody who's beautiful and smart and successful and funny and wants to travel the world and has a good head on her shoulders and good family and good friendships and good net worth and not net worth network <laughs> <laughs> or net worth <laughs> um you know i want all these beautiful characteristics in a partner she's not going to settle for somebody who doesn't have all the same in return yeah you know and so that's that's what my main focus was you know and i'll say this real quick like men for the most part reading that book like we've we've kind of talked about this a few times like men for the most part our primary focus is our our mission and for women typically primary focus is love and so while a lot of that stuff or work that i did was for me and my mission and who i was trying to become a big part of me you know a big part of my mission is family is yeah. love yeah and so it's it it's just it's super super important to it's not even super important it's the key it's Necessary. the key it's you can't get this without working on this i'm pointing at my chest now yeah. you can't get a beautiful relationship without working internally first it just doesn't happen and if it does happen it it probably won't last unfortunately yeah. i'm not i don't say that in a negative way but you know and that's just what I believe. I think that if you somehow were to attract a really beautiful relationship without doing that work internally first, you might self-sabotage it, right? Totally. Um, so I just think it's super, super crucial. I think it's, it's the most important thing is to just focus on, you know, yourself yeah. and, and becoming the version of you that you know your ideal partner is looking for. Yeah. I love you. Love you. It's really, you know, a beautiful conversation. And I hope that you guys feel our hearts through, you know, these devices <laughs> and this lands where it needs. Um, if I could just close this beautiful podcast before I share where people can find you. And, you know, I know we've had a big conversation around relationships and all the things, but you're incredible at what you do. And, you know, I want to really share with you guys we want to continue to be an example of what Josh and I talk about. And that is like always growing and you can learn you guys, you can do all the courses, you can do all the things, but we really want to throw ourselves in the deep work. And we truly believe one of our biggest missions together is actually facilitating together. And so this is the first, it won't be the last of how we continue to bring our conversation together and our, and our relationship together. But I just want to leave you guys with, Give yourself a chance to heal. Give yourself a chance to love. Give yourself a chance to play because we have a whole heap of that in our relationship. And give yourself a chance to actually do the inner work. The inner work is literally key. It's not do it one time. It's not It's not a, a okay, maybe. It is a non-negotiable. If you desire to really have that fulfillment in your life that you know you deserve and you are worthy of in every area. So, yeah. And so doing the inner work, because that can look so different. It can look different for everybody. It could look different for different times in your life. It can look different for 
you know, what you're trying to achieve. Um, but I think that like if you had to simplify doing the inner work to, to one thing for me at least is like, I said this on the Instagram live the other day, like just pay attention to what you are consuming. Yeah. So naturally, if you're consuming, you know, the news and content that is, you know, entirely based around fear or doubt or, you know, limiting beliefs, you're going to take on a lot of that same energy, right? And there isn't a lot of growth or success or happiness that comes from those energies, right? The fear and the doubt and the self-limiting beliefs and all that. So um, I think that doing the inner work, you know, like reading and journaling and meditating and, and doing yoga or exercising, getting outside, getting sunlight and um, you know, taking any sort of online courses or getting a coach or a mentor or, you know, developing strong, healthy friendships and relationships and stuff like that's all really, really beautiful, tangible things that you can do that will inevitably lead to you, you know, building stronger um, traits and characteristics within you that, you know, can help you achieve whatever you're going after. But um, even on a more simple level, like just be really wary of the stuff that you're consuming, both like in your body, right? Yeah. What you're eating, what you're drinking, right? But also like the information, the people, the conversations that you're letting into your life, because the thoughts that you have are going to dictate the beliefs that you have. And the beliefs that you have are going to dictate the actions that you perform. And the actions that you perform are going to dictate the results that you get. But it all starts with your thoughts and your thoughts are heavily, heavily influenced by your surroundings, your environment. Yeah. So just be very careful with what sort of environment you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and naturally, just by doing that, just by giving attention to that and being more aware of that, everything else will slowly fall in place. Right. Just by being more aware of where you are spending your time you are naturally going to make different decisions, right? If I start following pages on Instagram that talk about meditation and spirituality and, and you know, more of this higher level of consciousness way of being, naturally I'm going to start taking on some of those habits, the reading, the meditating, the journaling and stuff, right? But it starts first with just being aware and conscious of your surroundings and your environment, right? And then naturally kind of everything else just falls into place naturally, yeah. 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 So it finds its way. Where can people find you online? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real talk, I do a, um, a not so great job of putting myself out there. Um, it's definitely some, some work that maybe I have to do on myself as far as like learning how to, because um, you do a really great job of it. You do a really beautiful job of putting out valuable content um, and for the most part doing it in a way that doesn't, you know, damage you in any way, right? Or, or sacrifice any of your, um, you know, any of your core values. However, I haven't necessarily found that balance yet. I'm working on it. So for the most part, like there's not much of me online, but you can find me on Instagram at imjsparks. Um, at the moment, that's about it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what comes in the future. I'm just trying to do... A really beautiful job of of showing up the right way for me both for myself but also like for my mission and 
yeah, it's a difficult balance, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Totally. <coughs> You're doing a beautiful job. And one I think uh, many people can learn from. Sometimes you've got to strip it back yep. to start again. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Which is perfect timing because the building outs, buildings outside are telling us to <laughs> pipe down. They probably can't. <laughs> um, as always, you guys, I want to leave you with this. You are loved. You are seen. Um, you, are you are king. You are queen. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever lose sight of it. And I feel incredibly grateful with a big, juicy, yummy smile on my face to have had this conversation. Uh, it's definitely a season I didn't see coming but one I would say at 30 years of my life has absolutely changed my life and I'm excited to let this land um, because I know I know what's going to come of this season in many 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 ways yeah and I hope that that continues to serve you guys on a real deep beautiful level as the fairy that I am (laughs) (laughs) Um, until next time you guys I'm sending light and love we say this both We love you. you. (laughs) And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.